What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Green Room. It's your boy, Danny Green, and my co-host, Harrison Sanford. We do have a lot to discuss today, uh, but before we get there, I already know, knowing this guy for 20 years, that I'm going to disagree with some of the things that he, or some of the people he chooses for the NBA All-Star team. Uh, so before we get into that, I know we got some other things. H, what, what else do you want to yeah. talk about? Yes, yes, we will get to the All-Star team, and... I do wonder before we well we have some other subjects we do want to touch on, uh, but do you, Danny Green, take your All Star voting seriously? Because you when guys, I, you guys are allowed now to do it. Yeah, and you're not only are you a player who's allowed to do it, but you're also now a media member too. So I'm For hoping sure. this this year you take your responsibility seriously. I don't know if I get my 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 media vote will count, so I'm. I'm gonna try to be non-biased. I do take it seriously. When I do vote, um, of course, in the past, I voted for my teammates first and a lot of them have deserved to be there. Um, but I said, I'm gonna try to be non-biased with who I, I choose. And yeah, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. It's gonna be interesting how they actually uh, collect the votes because you know the fan votes was some, somehow a big thing at one point and the people that they voted for or guys that didn't deserve to be there. So it'll be interesting to see how they, um, I guess, tally it up and I guess what what holds more weight than others. Of course, the media always holds more weight than we do, but we'll see how that goes. Now, I believe it's 50% fans, 25% media, 25% players. That's what I believe. And then the coaches. 50% fans. 50%. For this, this is for the starters now. This is for the starters. Okay. It changes when you start considering the bench. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the whole logistics of it all. Uh, wow. Later on, so the, the fans later. have the biggest vote when it comes to starters. Yeah, bro. What you mean? Yeah, <laughs> for the starters, that's unbelievable. I mean, like you forget <laughs> oh, one year. What you mean? You know, Jalen was on that. He was high up on the. You know, what I'm saying on the. You're damn the right, vote. and he should, and he should have been. I mean, according to the fans, for sure. It's a fan, I mean, it's a fans game. I hear that, man. But you know, sometimes <laughs> you got to play a full game. You got to put up some numbers. You got not saying Jalen didn't put up numbers. But all star numbers. He wasn't an all star. No, yeah. yeah all, Jalen's my guy. Jalen's my guy. He's up there. <laughs> Paolo Benchero, he's putting up great numbers. Um, team wise, I don't know if they're in a good position to be able to get any all stars. Um, there's a lot of guys. Think of who the fan, who are also the fan favorites that are up there that you're like, what the hell is why is he up there? That, well, all I remember is last year, Andrew Wiggins ended up being all now. Andrew Wiggins actually played well last year. I thought he made mm -hmm. he, he probably was an all star, but he put wasn't all an all star. Numbers. But he wasn't an all-star starter, it didn't seem like. But, mm -hmm. again, the fan voting, and I think there was uh, some K-pop group on Twitter that really boosted up his voting because, like, certain days you get boosted from Twitter votes or, in, or social media votes, and obviously they, they they boosted him up. But that's, you know, that's that's a story for for later in the show. Let me, can I, can I stick to the rundown first? We get for to the sure. rundown. Thank I'm just, I'm thinking, I'm still thinking of the people that like Bowl Bowl. I think I don't I'm trying to think who else is up well, there. Bowl like not making an all star team. No, I'm fan favorite, man. Some guys, yeah. some guys are the fan favorites that are like, according to you, the fans should have 50%. So they should have a. Well, you're damn right. They should. Now, all fans are not created equally. Some fans are just, they're not really doing it out of fandom. They're doing it out of sarcasm, just like some of your fellow players do. So, you yeah. know, not all of us take this job seriously, Danny. I, for yeah. one, I do that, yep. and I will unveil my list. Not all on. of us know the game that well either, so see, let's, let's, see let's get to approval. it. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about uh, your team's 10 game winning streak. Uh, and maybe we can get to that. But first, I have to uh, acknowledge Ja Barrent, who was on our last episode. Go back and check that out. If you guys have missed that, you can listen to it, obviously. And you could also find it on YouTube as well in its entirety and also snippets too. Uh, but we had Ja Morant on. And mm-hmm. we talked, we asked him what his favorite play was so far in the NBA. And then we mm-hmm. also asked him who he wants to dunk on next. His response in one word, Braun. That was it. Just let it be known <laughs> who he wants to get. And that was yeah. that. Since then, Jakob Podol has been put on a poster. Who did he just bang on the other night, Danny? Smith. I think it was something. Oh, J- oh yeah, J- Jalen Smith of the Indiana yeah. Pacers. Got yeah. put on a poster, courtesy of John Moran. I that haven't been be. to Memphis. Yeah, I haven't been to Memphis yet, and I haven't seen. I got to see you guys when you played against Brooklyn, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, John ja wasn't playing. I haven't gotten to see him as your teammate yet. I have. I did get to see him when you were with the Lakers, um, and he came into the arena. Um, so I've seen him in person, but I haven't been there for one of these gravity-defying, body-to-body arm extending, crowd roaring, posterizations. Danny, yeah. I know you can't describe it in full context. You got to be there to see it. For sure. Describe the moment from like the buildup to the liftoff to the reactions. Take me into FedEx <laughs> Forum or wherever, wherever arena it might be where John Moran connects on a poster dunk. Well, first off, you're never going to get used to his athleticism. It's one of those things that it's just so wild you don't because he's so small and you see him climb and treat like he's out there jumping over big stretching over him and you just don't expect a guy like that to jump that high not only jump that high but with ease like he makes it look very easy and he doesn't need much of a launch pad but he, he gets his build up he gets his launch pad and he tries some stuff that you're like all right what is he thinking about and i think his favorite play might be he might uh have added a new favorite play to his list that one in, in indiana I think he kind of surprised himself because you see how far he took off, who he was jumping over, how far he stretched back. And, you know, with Jakob, he kind of threw the ball in. So he didn't, like, get the rim as much. I think on this one, Indiana, kind of surprised him. He got to the rim still, almost broke his damn neck and legs at the same time, came down awkwardly. But I think, you know, surprised himself, surprised that he got – because sometimes that he takes off from so far, he's just like, I'm just going to try this. I think it was one of those type of attempts. And when he got there, you know – Bench went crazy, crowd went crazy, and the game got ugly after that. It was kind of a statement uh, play that that changed the whole momentum of the game and ch- took kind of the air out of them. But it was a uh, very, very impressive. I've yet to see. I've seen some people very the point guards of that size explosive, but I don't know if they've seen him that ex- like this explosive as him. Um, see, D Rose was one of those guys. I don't know if he was fast and he could jump, but I don't know if he jumped as high. Or with the hang time, his hang time is what makes that what it him. is. He can yeah, jump just... into your chest, and he can come down with the ball, hang, wait, and still lay the ball. While the bigs are still coming down, he's still in the air, and he's able to shoot over them. Um, that's just something you you can't teach, and it's something that's, that is, is very impressive for his size. Yeah, I think that's the thing that catches me off guard with Ja. It's not, yeah, obviously he jumps out the gym, but a lot of guys have jumped out the gym. Um, but yeah, you're right. The gravity is one thing because he's just in the air for a very long time. And every time he goes up for these bangers, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like looking at his physique and it's not like he's thick and sturdy. 
Mm. He's up there, and but he could be up there with any big, and it doesn't matter. It's just like his ability to defy gravity in the, those moments. It doesn't make it doesn't make it doesn't make scientific sense. It no, doesn't make scientific at least, sense at all. It leaves a lot of people speechless, and it doesn't add up. I'm looking at him to see like where's it coming from? Is it his calves? Is it you know, his quad? You're looking at him like this guy's just a bird, man. This guy just flies, but and he stays up there for so long. And you said you don't see like a bunch of like muscle and strength, but he's strong in that air and he can hold off bigs. He can, you know, jump over and control his body. He can jump into people's chest and finish. Um, he said it just doesn't add up for his side. He's very wiry strong. And you're like, every time he does it, it's impressive. You're like, how the hell does he make it look so it makes you want to go out there and be like, I could do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Let me get out of here real quick and try this <laughs> shit real quick. I know I could jump like that. You my best days. I wasn't getting there like that. It was, it's impressive, bro. Yeah, it, it's so it's so uh, mystifying, so unreal at times that the only solution, Danny, is to drug test him. And I'm <laughs> saying that because John ja Morant wrote on his Twitter account today. Let's get the verbatim, please. Yeah. What did Ja say on his Twitter account? Uh, been tr- drug tested like six times this season. Walked in the arena and found out I got another one today. Uh, Danny, you you're a man who's gotten who's gotten drug tests quite a tested bit. by the NBA, especially after bit. that dunk again when you went to Lakers against the Hawks. Uh, mm-hmm. what's take me through what Ja went through today? I'm sure it was just a urine test. That's what they do now. That's that they told us. I'm surprised. I was lucky. I wasn't on the list. I was happy. I wasn't on the list. And they usually try to tell you before you get to the arena, so that you don't use the bathroom before then, and you can get it out the way. But sometimes you may wait a little longer, whatever. Uh, but then you know they're testing you, seeing if you're on PEDs, because what he does, it, it seems as if he's on something, and he's pretty much out there being very disrespectful to defenders and said defying gravity of, of what science and scientists don't can't make sense of. Like, yo, this guy's got to be on something. So, um, yeah, you know, Los is always he's part kangaroo. He's got some type of part animal in him. You know, they're trying to figure it out because they said it doesn't it doesn't add up to them. But I mean, he takes his drug tests and he passes them. So he, he's a clean, you know, clear cut kid that just explosive works on his game, worked on his game. You know, he's one of those uh, that kids that were passed up on early in his life and had a chip on his shoulder and had always something to prove. And uh, I think he's kept that with him. So uh, he's 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 become a star and he's going to continue to, I think, grow because he wants to learn and be better. Outside of uh, the dunks. Uh, that have ap- absolutely captured our, our our minds and attention during this 10-game winning streak for the Grizzlies. I think what I saw from Ja Monday night, the Martin Luther King uh, Day game, uh, what I saw from him there was probably the most impressive, though, of all of the games during this 10-game winning streak. And I say that because I have watched you guys. I've started to really pick up uh, my intensity and focus watching your team, Danny. And mm-hmm. I have noticed throughout the course of the season it does. It, if there was trouble for Ja, it came with longer, bigger defenders. I thought Aaron Gordon did a solid job earlier this year when he was guarding him. I thought my, uh, I thought Mikael Bridges was going to do a solid job guarding him Monday, and he, I guess he did. But then Ja went out there and hit all those threes—a season high for threes. I believe it was five in total. The first now, half. yeah. And that again, that that changes the whole geometry of the court. All of a sudden, if you're if you're saying because the one thing you're, you're like with Jai, like I, I guess we got to keep him out the paint. It's too quick. Let's just hope he's he, too fast, yes. too athletic. You hope he beats you by jump shots. And when he's making those jump shots, it's a long night. Uh, so yeah, that's something he's been working on. Something he's worked on 
the last couple of years, and he's gotten a ton better, especially from what I hear from the coaches where he started out. And he's making himself a respectable shooter or a respectable guy. If you go under me, you better make sure you get there fast because I will knock the jumper down and I'll shoot it. He's not scared to shoot it. and he, He's gotten a lot better at it. Um, so that is a big part of the 10 streak, the 10 game win streak. I um, also think because we've been healthy. Dez is back. Dez has been uh, back to himself a little bit, shooting it a lot better, um, getting in rhythm. And then it's get, taking some more pressure off, off Ja. Uh, Dylan is, is, you know, playing his defensive role. Tripp is playing a defensive role. Those guys have been huge for us. Steve-O has been rebounding unbelievable, and our bench has been great. You know, Tyus has been the most steady guy I've ever witnessed coming off the bench, you know, other than Patty Mills. He's one of the, the best backup point guards I've seen, uh, you know, play the game. We're just the most stable, the most, you know, smart, high IQ, keep the balance, keep the, you know, the bench uh, balanced. You know, some teams get outscored. Sometimes he's making sure we, we stay above water. Uh, with you know, Brandon Clark bringing that energy he brings off the bench. He, he's been amazing for us as well. And Santi is taking a huge jump from last year. Nobody knew who he was last year. He wasn't, from my understanding, he was really bad last year. He wasn't really good at all. He's made a big jump and has become a, a very big threat and a big plus for us off the bench. So uh, Zaire is back healthy. He's also another guy. He's, he's finding his rhythms, knocking down shots. You know, Orlando killed it, had like 16 points, like 14 minutes, something crazy. He's hitting shots. D-Rod's making shots. We have a lot of guys that are are stepping up, you know, that are healthy now and able to play and finding their rhythm back. So that, that's a, a big part of it. Um, and now we have a big test coming up on this road trip. We're going west. Uh, we have some tougher teams to play. And, uh, you know, hopefully we keep you know our, our road record above 500 or even better. We want to get better on the road. We know we're good at home. we got to play and win on the road. Yeah, for sure. Uh, looking forward to following you guys or watching you guys on that road trip. I, maybe the next show we'll get into some maybe some midseason awards, but I definitely feel we have to start talking about. Again, I don't want to get into it now because we got we have a, a we have a whole other show planned. But mm-hmm. I I do think it I do think it it's annoying sometimes that the sixth man of the year award has basically gone to the guy who scores the most points off the bench. Yeah. Whereas it, yeah, it could be the best two-way player off the bench, or it could be that you got the, the ultimate defender coming off the bench that could lock up mm-hmm. anybody or in Tyus Jones case, it could be the ultimate, you have the ultimate floor general coming off the bench. He's not scoring 15 points per game, but he's making sure the team is running. Why can't that be a quality? Why can't that be the sixth man of the year? It always goes to this. These no no offense to anybody who's won it, but it's these always guys seems that like should be goal. starters that that are just scoring yeah. just coming off the bench. When it should go to a game changer, a guy that actually helps the team win or you know keeps them above board. Especially when guys get hurt, when Ja goes out, who's going to keep the you know the team above? Who's going to keep steady? Who's going to keep the pace? Who's going to keep you know stepping up? Uh, so Tyus is a, is a very good example. So is BC. They've been too great off the BC's double double damn near every night, and they've been they've been great for us off the bench. But you now I like to go to the teams that are winning, and who's the X factor for them that comes off the bench and keeps them them stable or steady. Obviously, Boston's one of the better teams in the league. You got Malcolm Brogdon right there, who's been been playing well off the bench. You go to Milwaukee, you know they got a bunch of guys coming off the bench. Um, you know, big shout out to guys that are coming back like Joe Ingles, come back from ACL. Uh, but you got you know West Matthews, George Hill. Um, Pat uh, Connaughton. Um, there's a number of guys, but Bobby Portis, I think he's leading their team. Bobby the Portis bench. is definitely. He's been, he's been amazing. For, he's Without him, that changes their whole dynamic of wins and losses, especially when Giannis and Chris and those guys are out. This is the guy that steps up. Um, so I, I think, you know, those guys are, are very good cases for a six-man-of-the-year award. 
other than, you know, obviously they talk about Russell Westbrook because he's a superstar coming off the bench and scoring a lot of points for a team that, you know, right now they're not above 500, but I'm sure the way they've been playing lately, they will get there because they've been balling. They've been playing a lot better lately. Uh, they're finding their groove a little bit, and that'll be a big test for us too when we go to LA this week. Yeah, no, it's uh, I think there's definitely some re- some some revising we can do uh, to the history or or to the future, hopefully, of uh, six man award winners. We'll, we'll, that, we'll, we'll, we kind of for we sure, but that, get... that brings me to another point before we get into our other topic, man. Um, hit it. The new rules that have come about, you know, we always talked about not counting those shots at the end of the buzzer and things like that. Yeah. Um, this was interesting to me, and I, I don't know how to go about this to bring this to the board or change it. And it's supposed to disc- this is the reason why they're given the take foul now, right? They want to discourage mm-hmm. guys, but they're given take fouls for any type of everything's a transition play. So if you foul somebody after a rebound and they're running, or you foul somebody after a steal and they're running, then it's a take foul. What it was kind of, I wouldn't say annoying or it kills me is that. They're treating it like a technical foul. You can have anybody shoot the free throw instead of the guy that was fouled mm. shoot the free throw. And I'm like, half of our take fouls that we have gotten is because we got a, a missed rebound. We grab a guy and they just say, oh, take foul. You stop the transition. Or there's five guys back, but they're just moving fast. They call a take foul. And it's like, now you got the best shooter shooting a free throw because I guess you want to discourage it. But it's like, yo, the guy who got fouled should have to shoot that free throw. That that that's kind of that, that was kind of irking me last time that it came up. But there's certain little new rule changes now. Um, obviously, the challenging we should have a, a way to get another challenges or keep your challenge if you win it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple other things that have come up, and I'm like, man, some of these rules are cool adjusting, but some things need to have better wrinkles in them. Um, yeah, we shouldn't have to challenge something in the first quarter because of how bad they called Jaws blocking Indiana. They called it a goaltend first. And then, like, oh, we had to challenge it, and it was, like, the first half. And I'm like, we shouldn't have to challenge it, waste a challenge, and add a balance call. And now we can't use it in the fourth quarter. You know, you know it's they're yeah. penalizing, you know, some of the, the good teams or some of the great plays or, you know, certain things that, that shouldn't be penalized when um, they could be used more efficiently and better in, in the fourth quarter. I totally agree. All, one, The only adjustment that I want, and I, I – anytime there's a national TV game – uh, where this happens, I, I almost always tweet it, and I've been so annoyed. It's probably in all caps. <laughs> Whatever we do with these challenges, there's got to be a shot clock. There's got to be an expiration time on the challenge. Get you got all oh, yeah, the, get, get all your angles, bro. You got you got six, sixty seconds. You got two plays worth. As soon as you can, get, as soon as you have all the angles. So as you have all the angles, which I hope takes no more than a minute. So as you have all the angles, you got 60 seconds to make a decision one way or another. This the, crazy the thing five is five minute holdups. It, it, it gets that long and, and they'll probably still get it wrong. That, that's what kills me. Sometimes <laughs> they'll do the holdup and they'll still get, get it wrong. Fine. Like, Don't get yeah. fine. now. <laughs> still got it wrong. God damn. But uh, <laughs> now nah, it's funny as how long it takes them. Um, it's crazy. Also, obviously, the subjects of showing emotions. Another thing that I had a problem with is, is guys can't even show emotions now without technicals being called. Depending on know? who you are, it doesn't matter. All the, that, that's you got to set a you got to set a certain bar. That's all. So certain like guys if this guy's normally show. acting crazy, then it's okay. But so that way, you just set your bar high. If you if you're always calm, cool, and collected. Then you're Come out on, of pocket man. when you get mad. You just got to always be mad. So it's okay for certain guys to show emotion, but not other guys. Yeah, it's a person. They, right. they're, based, they're judging you based on your personality. You know I've what I'm saying? So Dylan has been the same guy since, and they still giving him technical fouls. 
and he's leading our team and he ho hopefully doesn't get suspended, but he's got, he's close to getting a 16 at some point where oh, he's really? suspended. Oh, yeah, we got yeah. yeah, to. I've seen him and I've seen him get technos without cussing at people. He'll be like, you got to call that. He walks into the huddle, it's right in front of your face, you know, that type of thing. And like, I told him to stop. He kept going. He's like, bro, what's up with the sensitivity here, man? I, I would say I should, should cut this out and shouldn't be on air, but I do think that guys clapping a hand one time, like Jason Tatum, he's gotten a clap. Uh, I've seen Jose Alvarado. Was it Alvarado? Yep. I've seen Jose Alvarado give a point, a finger point, nothing crazy disrespectful, and get a technical foul. I think there should be some more of a little bit of leeway for guys to express themselves uh, without being penalized for it. Um, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a league, obviously, of, of sportsmanship, but it's also a league of entertainment. And guys like to have fun. Guys like to compete. Guys talk a little trash. Guys like to, you know. Um, celebrate sometimes you know they give bench warnings for standing up they give technicals for benches they give technicals for you know showing a little emotion it's okay you should be allow some emotion without guys being penalized for it that's all i'm saying no I, I i totally i totally understand totally understand uh okay before we get to the all-star <laughs> before we get to our all-star teams uh right before we go to break here uh i did notice that i believe this was on monday or monday probably Sunday sorry Sunday evening uh you did do a panel with Mark Spears of Anscape and ESPN uh, well also mm -hmm. with uh Katrina Merriweather the he women's head coach at Memphis mm -hmm. uh evening, University yes. of Memphis yep Cornell Watson and one Grant Hill so uh you actually worked together with the Dukie on something that was good uh mm -hmm. you you guys <laughs> joined together for an MLK uh day forum uh, can you give me some more details about what that was and what, what you gained from it? It was amazing, man. I learned a lot. Obviously, every time you step in the museum, you feel how powerful it is. And that's a word that Katrina used often because of how much you feel like the impact of, of things that she goes into and um, how she likes to, like, I guess, informative things that are informative and powerful are things that kind of set into her and her players. Um, so I learned a lot, man. I said, and Grand Hill is always great, you know. Uh, he always calls me his second favorite Tar Heel. I think it's maybe behind Vince Carter or something like that. Well, um, it's not. It's not a. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, I, I, I'll save it. I'll go ahead. Go who, ahead. No, it might be somebody else. I don't know, but he calls me his second favorite Tar Heel. He's one of my one of my f favorite Duke guys because he's just so talented. And everything. So obviously, he grew up in the household where he was a, a fan favorite. You know, Shad used to wear his jerseys. Everybody loved Grand Hill, and uh, especially when he was in Detroit and those the, the throwback jerseys that they wear now that are that are kind of fire. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's so talented and everything. He, he's, they said he could have been a politician. He could have been a dancer. He could have been a pianist. You know, he could have been – he does so many things. He's great at it. And he's, he's obviously great in media and, and expresses himself well and gives you a different insight on things. So did Cornell. You know, he has photography and how they view things and the history they learned when he was at Duke, the statues that were there. And with Carolina, I didn't even know – like, we things that we walked by didn't even take light into – you know what I'm saying? Didn't even recognize them, uh, you know, that they're Confederate statues. And now they're being taken down years later – uh, for for reasons that they should have been taken down a long time ago. Um, but, you know, just being, I guess, informed and, and, and shown or just being, I guess, uh, exposed to some of the things that they've learned and seen throughout the world. Uh, you know, Katrina, she, some of the statues she's seen, uh, some of the things that she's encountered and where she grew up, and she, how she went to college, how things were different then. Um, Grant, the same. And some of the things that you know, Cornell has photographed, photographed over the years and doing his history was HBCU and some of the statues and powerful moments that he was encountered 
Um, so it was great for me, man. I got a chance to be a sponge. I got a chance to learn. I got a chance to give my side of story of things that, you know, how Dr. King, what he meant to me and in my household, you know, my dad was a, a social studies, a history major, a history teacher. And, um, you know, he taught me a lot of things about Dr. King and how he paved the way for us and give us the opportunities we have today and just be grateful for him and, and always pay homage to those before us. Um, so, yeah, it was a, an amazing and Mark Spears was was unbelievable. You know, he had some deep questions. Uh, he led the he led the the whole talk and it had us thinking and giving some great inf information to the people that were listening, that were streaming and that were in the audience. Uh, you know, so Mark was unbelievable and he made it very conversational and comfortable. But at the same time, you know, he made us dive into some deep personal questions that really, I think, sunk into the people that were listening. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the forum had was addressing symbols of Confederate history on college campuses or something along those likes? It wasn't just that. It was just all of Dr. King, what he meant to you. Who was your Dr. Mm. King? Some of the things that you learned or you're in school or learned after being in school and not noticing some of the things, some of those things were Confederate statues, flags, whatever that was around during the times and what has changed, how far we've come, how far we have to go. Um, just all those things, can, you know, stemming from Dr. King and what he's done and what he's meant to Memphis, what does it mean to play on MLK Day? How many have you played and have, what have you visited? What uh, historical or impactful museums or statues have you come across uh, that you didn't learn? What have you learned today that you didn't learn or didn't know before? And I feel like anytime you step at a museum, you learn something new. Um, so yeah, we, it was all of those things. It wasn't just about that. It was about the history of African-Americans, of Dr. King and all the history that we've gone through, the people that were on the panel. Um, and what we learned from it and how, and how far, what else do we need to, to do to, to, to get where we want to be? Mm. Yeah. Um, so that sounds like a, a really good forum and, uh, happy for those who were able to attend. And, uh, if I guess you might be able to find it on social media, but you should be able um, to big shout out to all those he, people. They were great, man. Grant Hill, Katrina, she was amazing. Cornell was amazing too. He's really good. Mark Spears. Um, they did an amazing, wonderful job of making it easy for me. Uh, but I think you can stream it. I think you can look it up, um, the things they talked about. And they do host something at the museum. should check out the museum whenever you can. Cornell West has a website. Uh, I think his card says dope-ass black photographer. I'm not sure what the website is. Uh, but it is dope, and he has some good photos on there. Um, so, yeah, I learned a lot, man. And it was amazing to uh, – it's Cornell Watson, colonelwatson.com. You can – purchases pictures on that as well uh, but they all doing amazing things man and, and it was good to be a part of that board as an honor you know to be there Luol Deng showed up Eddie George showed up guys that I you know watched growing up I played against Luol for some time but Eddie George watched when I was a kid big fan of him his Titan Titans days um so yeah it was, it was uh, special to be a part of it Eddie George taking it back to the Tennessee Titans also yeah. uh, uh a member of the Ohio State Buckeyes football alumni uh, club, I guess you would call it big time player there, obviously having lived in Columbus, uh, mm -hmm. from very familiar with Mr. George and his, uh, time there. Oh, okay. Thank you, uh, for letting us know about that. Danny, go ahead. You could, mm -hmm. he think he named uh, one of the websites and we'll, we'll try and get some information about that forum and put it in the description of this episode. But when we come back, it is that time. Uh, we will name an all-star team, or at least our all-star team. I don't think we're going to agree on it all. We might not agree on anything. I guess we'll have to find out. But first, before we do that, let's get a message from our sponsor, Aura. 
Back like we left our car keys inside the green room with Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, Aura. Make sure you go and check out the offer uh, with Danny's uh, URL or name in the URL rather yet uh, and take advantage of their two-week offer. Got to keep yourself uh, protected in these crazy days where people are trying to steal your identities and your passwords and trying to take our hard-earned money, Danny. I don't like it. I don't like it at yeah. all. Yeah, Not, not cool. one bit. And, not one we also bit. need a better. We need a better uh, tagline for you, man. Uh, you know, back like cook crack, back like we left our cell phones. <laughs> back like you left your car keys, Diddy. You never, yeah, you, how, you ever left up. and you forgot your car keys? Yes, but you got to give the fans something new each time. You know what I'm saying we got to come up okay. with your punchlines. You got bars, son. So back like you're not from New York. You can <laughs> you can come up with some each week for the fans that okay. they like. Oh, right. you know what? Back like I left my car keys every time. They're like, yo, this motherfucker leaves car keys everywhere. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're right. All right, I'll come. I'll come with some bars next week. Next week, I'll mm-hmm. I'll debut. I'll have another punchline for you. Okay, cool. Uh, that cool. All right. Let's uh, get but into for it, bro. <laughs> but for now, let's uh, go ahead and name an all star team. Let's. We're gonna try to at least get the starters done. Uh, depending on how much time this this exercise takes, we might have yeah. to save the the reserves for next week. But let's try and get through the 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 all star starters at least. All right, Eastern Conference, this is going to be a bit difficult. I'm doing this yes. with the official NBA.com voting platform, so there will be mm-hmm. restrictions. You can't just put players anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But I think from a guard position, Danny, I think it's undeniable that Donovan Mitchell has to get one of those spots, right? Is yes. that even a debate? Okay. All it right. Could so the next- be. Where are they at in the East? Where are they landed in the East? Nah, they're, they're, they are... Basically tied for the four seed with the 76ers there, a half game behind the Bucks and the Nets as of this recording for the number two seed. So they're, okay. they could have said they're, they're almost yeah, basically got to get one. Donald yeah, Mitchell for sure one. is locked in. You yeah, put him at the one or the two? Put him at the one? It, he's a guard. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll decide that later. But Donovan Mitchell, Danny, uh, the biggest thing about him this year that I've noticed, I obviously I do a lot of sports betting content, so I pay attention to like statistical increases as well. Um, six percent better from the three-point line than he was last year, from thirty-six to thirty-six to forty-one. This—that's yeah. the last time I checked, uh, which was like a week ago. Um, but either way, that's a dramatic jump from the three-point that's shooting. That's five percent, by the way. But yes, that is a big jump. Thirty-six yeah. to forty-one. I think I say forty-two, but forty forty-one is very good still. <laughs> yes, but um, yes, yes, we put him on there as a guard for sure. He's got my vote um, for starting spot in the East as a guard. Now, now this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Um, you got Trey. Who you're asking? Who that's you're true. Asking. Now, now, if you were to ask me, I think the answer is easy. I think it's Jalen Brown for the other guard spot. I'll name mm-hmm. you some of the other people that are in contention. Uh, Trey Young, the Hawks have not had a great season on and off the court. It seems uh, Demar Derozan, they haven't been as successful, uh, but and he is averaging healthy. 26 points and five assists. Well, he, he's been. Now he's not healthy, but majority of the season he's been healthy. Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving uh, taking a Brooklyn Nets team that many thought would kind of crumble, having a good year so far, 25.6, 4.8 assists, 4.8 rebounds. Uh, LaMelo Ball hasn't played enough games, uh, and the Charlotte Hornets just haven't been good. I think the other people that are worth consideration, Jalen Brunson of the New York Knicks, mm-hmm. who's had a great year. Justify, yeah. He's justifying his contract, in my opinion, uh, sure. by leaps and bounds. 
And then there is James Harden, who did miss a stint of games, Mm -hmm. uh, but he is averaging 22.3 points per game and leading the league in assists with 11 assists. Uh, So in my my opinion, in my opinion, I'd be giving this one to Jalen Brown just because of how good the Celtics have been all year long. Mm -hmm. Him and pretty much Marcus Smart are their primary defenders. Um, And I think they could... And they're the one seed. And I think Mm -hmm. they deserve... I think they're... If you ask me who's been the best team in the NBA so far this season, it's hands down the Boston Celtics. I think they Mm -hmm. deserve to have two. I'd give them two. What say you? I'd agree, actually. Okay. Uh, Surprisingly, um, I said I think, you know, Kai has been in and out um, early on. He's now helping. He's leading them a lot more now um, with KD being out. Um, Trey has been very, you know, I say on and off too as well. Uh, I do like Jalen Brunson, but I, I, you know, it's your first year. I don't think you could just slide into a starting spot after your first year. You got to do it. You got to get a year of being snubbed one time. So you get in as a regular all-star and then maybe next year you could be a starter. Uh, but the East, I wouldn't say it's so loaded, but they just have a lot of people, especially in that front court. Um, that's that you that's have to exactly. move somebody to another guard spot. So yeah. for me in the front court, I'm I'm doing, you know, Jason, Katie and Joel. You, well, you, know, he, you can't pick he, one. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. Unfortunately, you gotta, you gotta actually pick them. So hold on. I'll do. So we're writing down Jalen Brown here no, and we're going to take, you can pick all of them. No, you can't. They, no, they're Put Joel at a center. Either. Yeah. Joel is a center. Yeah. At the four, I'm putting, ooh, I'm putting Giannis and Katie at, uh, Katie at the, I guess, no, I'm putting Jason at the three because J- Katie's been out now and he's probably gonna be out for a little while more, huh? So. But yes, but he's a, but yes, if they let's just if they were all healthy, the, the NBA got lucky in a sense because KD mm-hmm. is hurt. And again, that's not being lucky. But from a decision standpoint, it'll be easy to start Tatum out of the Kumbo and uh, and B. Oh, wow. Yeah. But if KD was healthy, one of those mm-hmm. players would, according to the NBA all star rules, would have to come off the bench, which seems so I'll put I'll put t- Jason at the guard spot and put Jalen off the bench. You can't uh, do that. You can't, can't do you that. Put Jason though? at the two, because that according to the NBA rules, Jason uh, Jason Tatum is a f- front court member. He's not a back court member. If w- if you were the coach, once the game starts, you could take out the back court guy and put in Jason Tatum. But in terms this of who ridiculous. gets announced. As a starter, that is what it is. That's that's hey, talk to your commissioner. I don't make Tyson Chandler being defensive player of the year and being on the second team, all defensive team. What kind of ridiculous, silly (laughs) shit is going on around it? So, yeah, I guess you have to make decisions, right? Yeah, luckily, I guess he's out right now, so you can do Jason, Giannis, and Joel. Yes, all right. So, Jason, Giannis, and Joel, you know. You know what? Maybe we'll just get through the Eastern Conference All-Stars and we'll save the West for next week. I think that's what we'll do. We can do All the right. West quick. What's saying hard, man? Uh, well, I hope I want to. I'm thinking I might want to even go through the starters here because you also have Tyrese Halliburton as well, who might deserve a bench spot, too, in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. So if I did hold on. So I'm, I'm voting now. Review my picks. Those are my. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Those are my uh, two guards. And be putting in Tatum, Giannis, and Embiid. And Katie's coming off the bench, and he it got easier for us because he's injured. Uh, okay, actually, you know what? Let's just do the Western Conference. 
All right, yeah. you ready? First yeah. guard, uh, I think it's pretty easy. His name, sure. I think you're going to pick John Morant. It makes a lot of sense. Um, 12. Now, there are some arguments against John Morant. And actually, I did want to talk about this as we decide to put John Morant as our starters. I know you're not a guy who does betting. You're not allowed to. And even if you were mm-hmm. allowed to, I don't think I don't think it's your style. But mm-hmm. what shocks what shocks me, though, Danny, and I talk about this a lot. There's like a futures betting market where you could like uh, bet on things that are ha- that are going. You could bet on the NBA champion. You could bet on who wins the Super Bowl. X, Y, Z. Happen like, in the future. Okay. Yes, yes, and not like the you know not not daily. And yep. so a popular bet uh, is NBA MVP. And if I look at like uh, if I look at a sports book and name any sports book that's out there right now, uh, usually you'll see either uh, right now probably Jokic is the favorite. But then you'll also have odds uh, within that top five. You'll see Tatum, Luka, Giannis, and Embiid. For the most part, all year, those have been the guys in the top five. And mm-hmm. and like basically, basically, as of last week at least, Ja Morant was 25 to 1, 25 to 1 odds to win the MVP. And every time I see this or I have a discussion about this on any other show that I do, I tell people to run and place your ticket on that one because I just don't think it it doesn't make any sense to me how he can how he can't be considered a top five MVP candidate from either a sports book or NBA.com or anybody else who makes up these MVP candidate rankings. How could he not be top five considering where the team stands, what he's done so far this year and how they're projected to finish? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Well. We'll find out, but I think it's because we had a little lull. We had that, you know what I'm saying, where we lost some games. And I guess the win streak, I don't think they think it's a fluke, but they probably factor in the fact that we haven't played a bunch of teams that are above 500 or playoff teams or teams that they consider really good. But I think he definitely belongs in the conversation. But it's just tough because of how great of seasons those other guys are having. Luka's been playing unbelievable. Jokic is playing unbelievable. We are tied for first in the West or number two behind Denver, but, you know, Jokic has been balling. Luka's been balling. Jason Tatum, Boston's been the best team, we said, in the league thus far, and he's the best player on that team. Um, you know, Joel's been killing it. So it, it's hard to, you know, not acknowledge how great those seasons those guys are having without kind of disrespecting other guys that are, that are really good too. Um, Jaws having a hell of a season too, but those other guys have been unbelievable, and they put up video game numbers. Yeah, it's just wild. It's just wild to be 25 to and basically anybody who listens to this show who's uh, into betting uh, 25 to one is a very good bet to place sure. on John Morant, especially if you think the Grizzlies are going to finish uh, with the number one seed or the top two seed in the West. All right. So Ja gets the first vote in the backcourt. Yeah. Number two. Now, I would have if you would have asked me a, a month and a half ago, month and a half ago, I would have said Devin Booker because he got off to a hot start. <laughs> For sure. uh, but that Been that out. team has pretty much crumbled over here the last two weeks or so. Um, so I so I can't give Steph the spot. Why not? I gotta get. I gotta give it to Luca. Why not Luca at the three? This is Danny. I don't make the rules here. Luca oh is in the backcourt. <laughs> oh my god. my god you know, he's listed as a member of the backcourt i mean he is a point guard essentially so therefore you have to decide and uh, shay gilgis alexander is actually has a, a you know he's you he have to be mentioned too but yeah you basically have to pick between luca ja steph devin booker because he's been hurt 
doesn't make it as complicated, but there's basically, and Shea Gilgis, I think because of his record, even though he's balling, the team's record. Um, yeah, Shai's nice. Shai's yeah. got to be, he's coming off the bench though because there's too many people. For sure. It's got it's got to be Luca for sure and Ja. There um, you go. I think also because Steph, Steph has missed so many games. Well, not so many games, but he missed about a month. That hurts him a little bit. But if I had it my way, I would put Steph at two, Luca at three, Jokic at the five, and then figure out the four from there. Okay. All right, Danny. So here's where it's going to get. I mean, it's not. This is this is easy. Jokic is going to be the, the in the in the front court for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to talk to you about Luca. I mean, Jokic though. Again, this is now that you're a media member too. Obviously, you don't have a media vote, but you're a member of the media now too, kind of. Um, so Luca. I mean, sorry, Nikola Jokic is obviously balling this year. You look at his statistics, hooping. There, and if you ask people, they probably would say he should be the MVP favorite right now. But what he could potentially do by winning the MVP, he'd be the only the third person to win the MVP three straight years. Only Bird, uh, and I think was it Chamberlain did it uh, three years in a row, and obviously that just puts you in really high, you know, elite, elite company, elite company. I actually chopping up with the homies this past weekend. And we went back and look at all the MVPs. You know how many guys have gotten it back to back, but got spoiled of get, winning the third one, whether it was Tim, Tim Duncan, Jordan, LeBron. Uh, I think it was, a, there was another person who almost had back, almost had a three peat of MVPs, but it got, Oh, Shaq. Uh, I believe, so. I believe, yeah, Shaq, Shaq's opportunity to win three straight Cole. was shut down. By Steve well, Cole, Nash. Kobe would get, get back to back. Kobe got spoiled. Kobe could at least yeah. won three of them. Yeah. At least two well, back to back. It, it bees like that sometimes, unfortunately. But yeah. I bring all that to I say all that to say if you were a voter, if you were a voter, like a media voter, mm-hmm. would you factor in the historical importance of Absolutely. making Nikola Jokic a th- a back to back to back? MVP in your voting. Absolutely. And I think that is makes it less in his favor. Um mm. I think he has to do like if, if I'm voting, I think he has to do you have to be head and shoulders above everybody to get that third one. Because if it's close, then I'm I'm gonna give the edge to the newer guy. If that makes any sense. No, I I, um, I totally I totally get it. I totally get it. There's some people who agree uh, who agree saying, with you. There's some you people who say that's not three, fair. It's not. But that's how that's how it is sometimes. That's how the world works half the time. You know what I'm saying? I think it's happened to Mike. It's happened to Bron. It's happened to Timmy. It's happened to a lot of people because of that fact. So for them to call you three times in a row, unanimously better than everybody else, you you were going down in history as I said, uh, Mount Rushmore type player. If you're doing that, and you got to be head and shoulders that much better in your competition. All three years in a row, um, so that and for them to vote for that, I think you said you have to be make sure that there is nobody close right now. Yes, I think he's in the lead, but I think there's some people that are close, and I think if yeah. he stays close, and somebody was name, if there's anything that happens, they might have to edge it to somebody new. Yeah, it also depends I on how the, how well their record goes. But let's get back to the starters, man. We, yeah, we, yeah, got, we got, yeah, I'm we sorry, got I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, I got, got sidetracked. Jogic Jogic at the one. five for sure. Yeah. yeah, Ja and Ja and uh, Luca in the backcourt. Yeah. Jokic at the five. Okay, so it can't go to AD. 
even though when he no. played, he was balling, but mm-hmm. he hasn't played enough games. I think we have to give it to LeBron. Right. I think I'm gonna have to, I mean, they're so far down, bro. I, I'm going, I'm going with a team that's been winning. And I think Denver okay. deserve two. Ooh, no, 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 not, not in the front court. Not in the, I don't think Denver has to. I don't think Denver. Let me tell you who's, uh, if you want to go by points per game. I'm just going by the Zion, the, the Zion, Zion Williamson, Laurie Marketing. Laurie. Uh, okay. Laurie, not, I, I, what is what is Aaron Gordon averaging right now? Let me see. What I'll is tell his you in a moment. The impact of how they've had people out and what he's numbers he's put up. He is he could be the reason why he could be an all star. He could be an all star. This cannot be a starter, bro. We gotta no, no. no I'm sorry. But who's at the Not four? There's nobody at the four. You. There's no you just named. You just said Larry Markkinen, didn't? Larry, <laughs> Larry yeah, I'll, Mark- I'll give it to Larry. I'll give it to Larry. Okay, but, so Larry, Larry Markkinen. Where are they at? Utah is like they dropped so far, bro. They dropped. Ron okay, they dropped. Ron, Lakers are like they're, they're twenty. They're twenty. They're twenty three and twenty four. They're twenty three. They're they're basically they are twelve and west. They basically have. Uh, the one half a half game behind the Warriors in the in the loss column. And now, okay, so, so what? I will say that, they I, will, I will say this though, Danny. Uh, right now they are the eighth seed. Actually, I think we're we were derelict in our duty. Um, Jokic for sure. Mm-hmm. The next person who should be an All Star in the front court, without debate, should be Demontis Sabonis. Ooh. Sacramento definitely deserves one. Where are they sitting at in the West? They were the, 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 the four seed. Yes, the Sacramento deserves yeah, one. I give I yeah, give LeBron I mean, it's James. Not just, it's not just LeBron that they James. just deserve one. Like whether it whether they deserve one or not, like Sabonis himself deserves to be an all-star. 12.6 yes. assists, 12.6 assists, 7.1 rebounds. And what is he shooting from the field? Shooting, uh, let's see here. I'm going to try and pull up his stats real quick. What's the average? Uh, averaging. Let me see. He's shooting sixty. He's shooting sixty-one percent from the field. Yeah. No. Yeah. We're rolling with. We're rolling with. Uh, it's a bonus. I don't think it's a question. Seven point uh, one. Is, twelve point. Twelve point six rebounds, and and he's averaging nineteen points a game. Nineteen, right, twelve, and seven. Nineteen, twelve, and seven for a seed. Yeah. So we're rolling with Sabonis. How dare you? Bronze, bronze, Sabonis, and Jokic. There it is. Sorry, Steph. No, Bron Sabonis. No, no, no. Wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, where are we? Where are we at? Hold on. Let me do this one more time. That's the next three. It's Ja, Luca, Bron Sabonis, and Jokic. So, 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 Bron making it over over Lowry as a starter. Yeah, you have to. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lowry all right. makes all star. So that she wasn't. So that wasn't too yeah. bad, actually. He's had a couple forty-eight point games, forty-seven on his birthday. Like Bron's incredible, man. Unbelievable. He's ridiculous. He's yeah. ridiculous. So yeah, it's got to be that. And then Laurie comes off the bench. You got to get snubbed. Like I said, you got to get snubbed your first year at something. So Laurie gets snubbed in that starting position. Laurie, Aaron Gordon of the bench. I like. You know, what I'm saying, giving Denver two. Um, those guys have been impactful for the, their teams, man. Even though okay. uh, Utah is not winning as much as they were before, but they were winning a lot. And he's most improved player. My my vote. All right, let's. All right, lady, let's do this. All right, so here, here are here are Danny and I's starters for the All Star game: Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Giannis, Joel on the East, Luca, mm-hmm. Morant, LeBron, Sabonis, Jokic on the West. 
before we get out of here, Danny, let's mm-hmm. just do it impromptu. Let's do an impromptu draft like the captains usually do. Okay. Who are you taking first? I'm taking Ja. Okay, I thought that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Give me Jason Tatum. Give me Nicola. All right, you, uh, then I got to take Embiid. Um, oh, give me Braun. Oh, well, I guess I got to take Giannis then. Luca. Why did I talk? I, yeah, this is, this is very difficult. <laughs> I don't know exactly. I don't uh, know why he's been passed up for so long. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, we, we bugged out. We bugged out. Uh, <laughs> we bugged out for sure. Uh, I, if you take Luca, then I got to take somebody to guard him. Guard him. Give me Jalen Brown. All right. Then I guess who else is left? You want Sabonis or do you want Donovan Mitchell? I'm gonna go with D. Mitch. I need more space. I need more shooting. Yeah, we got a pop. We got a shooting problem on our hands on my side. All right. So Danny's All Star starters, the team that he drafted: John Morant, Nikola Jokic, Braun, Luca, Donovan Mitchell. That is a disgusting team like in all the positive ways floor spacing passing IQ. i mean you can't go wrong with each side man They're yeah, both for sure very good but the, but from a true team construction standpoint this is just immaculate yeah this is immaculate yeah. considering their 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 skill sets you know i just got I a know, bunch I, of athletes I, though i know how to draft you got Giannis. you got joel you know what i'm saying i got Giannis and joel we'll clear up the paint so y'all not dunk i don't care if you got jolly you're not dunking in the paint anymore uh-huh all right <laughs> I got Tatum, who will basically handle our perimeter scoring. Jalen Brown, who will handle our defense. And just in case we need another high IQ decision maker out there, we got Sabonis. And maybe he'll have to just post up. Luka you have no game. point guard. That's crazy. You have no point guard out there. What you mean? Giannis, Giannis could handle it a oh, little yes. bit. Tatum yeah. can, Tatum is second all, on the ball on Boston in assists. Yeah. You know, you got all you got all scorers out there. It's cool though. I mean, yeah, you got Sabonis nice averages seven assists a game. He a can get of, the job done. A lot done. of bigs, a lot of bigs. Giannis, Joel, and Sabonis. <laughs> well, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't. Pre- I wasn't prepared. For, I wasn't prepared for this. I would have. I would have done it a little bit differently. But you know, yeah. maybe I'll put this in two K and see who wins. We'll see what happens. Good luck, bro. Good luck. <laughs> when we come back next week, uh, we will have an interview with a Grizzlies great uh, and we'll finish out the all-star teams. We'll do the, we'll do the reserves next time and we'll see how my team stands up after that. We got, we, we need some, we need a little bit of help. We need some, yeah, we need some do. ball handlers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Danny, let them know what to do. Read, rate, subscribe, review all the good things, man. And we'll see you next time. We appreciate y'all. Happy MLK day. And uh, your boy's back on the court soon. So hopefully by that time, I'll see you guys in a uniform. Y'all take, y'all take it easy. And that's all.